You're listening to the Jiu-Jitsu Lou podcast and I'm Lou Temlett. I'm guessing you're having a good day because either you've been on the mats, are considering getting on the mats or maybe taking your partner to train. I'm so happy you're here listening or watching this episode. Please don't tap out before the end. When you want to feel equal and bond with your family, start training jujitsu. Today I have Mackie, a four-stripe white belt, joining me on my podcast. Hi Mackie, how are you doing? Hey, hey, lovely to be here. How are you? Oh, fantastic. Thank you so much um, for showing up. Um, Anytime. Mackie and I know each other from training in Bristol um, and as I've just mentioned we're both four stripe white belt so we have a number of things in common and I just want to also acknowledge your amazing specs Mackie. Um, I noticed one side is rectangular and yeah. one side is circular. I don't have such cool specs or I aspire to have such cool specs. We can make it happen, but... we can make it happen. <laughs> but let's let's talk about wearing specs and training jiu-jitsu oh yeah yeah what an interesting yeah it very interesting I spend my life I find if I'm not getting choked out I spend my life trying to see what's going on around me because I simply just can't see and some people have been called different names than who they are because I just can't recognize them sometimes but it's not intentional for anyone's watching if you think I I'm very forgetful I am but I just can't see you yeah, I don't know how you feel about wearing specs and being able to train and then having to go between. and It's it's a bit of a challenge, I must admit. I'm not the youngest person on the mats and um, I have a fellow glasses wearer that I train with. I trained yeah. with last night um, and we both wear specs. Um, hi, Ollie, name check. Thank you for listening. But Ollie actually had to hand me my specs last night um, so that we could see Professor demonstrating the moves and then put them back on the shelf so that we could go and train so I do find it a challenge I'm short-sighted and there's a lot of squinting but actually jiu-jitsu it's all close quarters so we're kind of all right if you can see their if you can see their lapel or their um you know their cuff or their gi pants you're okay you're okay yeah exactly if you can get those grips and you know where to get them you're fine that's it that's where we gotta be yeah I just find it really You'll see in lots of pictures, um, not that I um, get packed everywhere. That's not what I mean. Um, well, you'll see when you get when I get pictures when, when there's when there's wonderful professors, you know, people who come and visit us, who take their time to come on the mats and we get pictures done. You'll always see me in the back and you'll always see me like this. Now, I've not fallen asleep. There's, you know, nothing's flown in my eyes. I just I just cannot see. So this could be a reason as to why sometimes I'm doing moves and professors like, what is that? probably because I can't see I like that so, I like yeah. the fact that being short-sighted gives us the excuse I'm oh, not sure we I'm, get away yeah. with it for very long to be honest <laughs> no. <laughs> no yeah the excuse of being rubbish yes I can see you I'm so sorry <laughs> completely the wrong move my bad no <laughs> oh, I love it anyway we're here to talk about more than specs today so today's kind of topic uh we're going to talk a bit about neurodiversity and mental health and the yeah. benefits of training jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. Now, I know, Mackie, you've shared some of your story with regards to your mental health challenges and, you know, neurodiversity. Talk a bit more about how jiu-jitsu's helped you or, you know, kind of go back and if you're happy to share some of the story, yeah, um, that would be fab. So, you know, mental health is a really important thing to talk about. I I'd probably preface it that. 
um, and there's no shame in talking about. And this is why I'm really open about it because, you know, some people are brave enough to speak about it, but some people aren't, and that's okay, you know, but know that there are people out there, you know, that suffer from it, that you don't know what people are going through, and it's important to be kind, and that's probably the first thing I'll say about it. So I'll go back a little bit. So, you know, I went through a period of being quite unwell, you know, to the point where I was in hospital, um, a mental rehabilitation hospital. And for anyone who listens to this and has been there, you know they are some of your deepest, darkest days where you are, it's like peeling an onion, you're peeling it back so you get right to your core and you're rebuilding again with like, you know, healthy thought patterns, how to cope. And, you know, I spent three months in hospital, the hardest three months probably, and that duration where I really, you know, went through it. And it's not reinventing yourself. You're not becoming a new person. But what you are is wondering how you fit in the world now with 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 what you've learned about yourself and your new coping. And, and, you know, just because you could do something before doesn't mean you can do it now. But just because you couldn't do something before means you might be able to be more comfortable to do it now. And that's, I'll give you an example, being in social situations, being able to, you know, a very simple thing that I sometimes think we take for granted, some people simply can't do it. And I remember being a period where I just couldn't, I just couldn't face being in that situation. Mm. So I went through rehabilitation, you know, and I'm grateful to anyone who's listened to this, who's been through that journey, very grateful for all the lessons they taught me and for the things that they've helped me do. So I went through that. I went through a period of just coming out and I used to work, 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 work. That was all that was in my vocabulary. I'd wake up, I'd commute, what, three hours. I'd go to work, um, I'd commute back, I'd sleep. And the only thing I could do was eat, sleep, you know, and this whole rinse, repeat, the whole thing, right? Yeah. And I thought that was my sole focus was to live, to work and, and had no social. So I came out of obviously hospital and there was a period of time where I was just, I did nothing, right? Because you're like, I've come out now. I've spent time in a structured environment. I've spent time going to therapy, really working on myself. And when I come out, I don't have the crux of work. The one thing, the crutch, the one thing that was my identity, right? And I yeah. I, 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 say that, you know, because it was, it was my identity. Yeah. Um, so you learn, what is my part in this world? What is my value? Apart from work? who am I and I guess that's where it really started for me and you know at that time after I'd come out of hospital um I'd met my my wonderful partner and you know I know you know that you know she 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 won't mind me saying the fact that she's gone through these struggles and we were going through a similar journey at the time and then I think it became I found a purpose I was like hold on you know the healthier version of me is becoming involved with people that are healthier for me and it was a it's a constant learning journey, and that's how you know I will talk later about how that's what jujitsu is a constant journey of learning. But that was yeah. what my life was, and you know it's hard because you're learning who you are, knowing what your brain is, knowing the situations you've ever reacted to, you understand why you react to them, yeah. And I guess knowing that okay, whilst I may think about this differently, that doesn't make me a bad person. That doesn't make me any different to anyone else. I'm just yeah. me. And I guess that's the biggest learning. So, you know, I I absolutely, I came out of this and, you know, we'll talk about jujitsu and stuff. But when you come out of that learning progression, the whole learning about yourself, I always truly believe that it's the same thing with jujitsu. You are constantly learning about your ability, about what's good for you, 
for yeah. you, not for everyone else. Don't compare yourself mm-hmm. to anyone else. For you. And I think yeah. that's the same with jiu-jitsu, right? It's about you and what you can do. Just because someone can do a flying triangle really great doesn't mean my short legs can do the same, right? <laughs> same thing, I'm, right? I love that. Right. I just want to kind of celebrate the fact that you had awareness to find out who you were. I know some of us, you know, have absolutely invested in the work world, you know, come out of education yeah. or circumstance and you just want to work and that's your sole focus, but to actually have a, an awareness and to then address who you are because we get sucked into routines and, yeah. you know, life without really having a thought for oneself yeah. because actually, you know, the importance of life is about serving other people or helping other people, whatever it happens to be, that yeah. is not your own being. And I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, on the flip side, the jiu-jitsu is very much about your own being um, and that's kind of for me the the shift yeah 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 I hear that it's about you right mm. and it's about that balance of team family you completely, yeah completely. and yeah definitely refocuses you refocus on what's important mm. for sure for sure absolutely thank you so much for um, sharing that story you know if anyone else um, has been through difficult times or you know through a mental health breakdown I'll add some links in the show notes. Please do reach out and we will continue to talk about how jiu-jitsu, you know, can be part of your of your journey as well. I also want to kind of raise the the point about neurodiversity, Mackie, yeah. because um, you identify as neurodiverse. Tell us a bit more about that. So the journey to my neurodiversity was interesting because, you know, you either get a period where, you know your behavior isn't masked so so I went through so obviously we related to my mental health and that kind of masks everything else that's going on right so when that was treated I sort of came out of there and when we talk about rediscovering yourself you start to go oh, actually <laughs> hold on I didn't know that I thought about things that way or I didn't know that I did things that way or things that I do are very particular so as I've gone through the journey I've realized okay I'm very logical I'm very chess player type which is jiu-jitsu really um I'm very you know straight to the point it's either a or b never gray right and you kind of learn that you kind of learn about things like time blindness as well like you know if I have an appointment at three you can bet you I'm not moving till three o'clock right and and you start to learn and go well I've got I've got to cope with that but you know neurodiversity was really helped by jiu-jitsu 100% there is no doubt about it you know, when I went into jiu-jitsu, I didn't know how much it would benefit me that it would. And, you know, when I talked to my doctors, when I talked to my therapists, when I started jiu-jitsu, the one thing that they said was, what is, there is something different, and I don't know what, Ooh. but what have you done differently, or what is it that you're doing now that you hadn't done the last time we spoke? Wow. What was different was me walking onto a mat, and speaking to the professor and going, I want to give this a go and getting my head down into it. Yeah. And that was different. And I guess you never know how it profoundly changes you or helps you until someone else recognizes it. And sometimes you're like, well, I didn't know it did that. Yeah. But it, it does. It does. That, that's, that's amazing to hear and kind of feel the shift that maybe you didn't notice yourself. Was there any awareness from your own perspective until it was shared with you? 
I think when I started noticing that the behaviours and, you know, not just being on the mat, but the things that I learned culturally about jiu-jitsu, the sport of jiu-jitsu, mm. the values, all of that, the discipline, discipline being number one, you know, being a neurodivergent, my discipline can be a little bit like, you know, oof, not, you know, here, there, everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, it's a simple thing. And it helped your mental health as well. Get up, show up, right? Yeah. You know, not be there for everyone, but, you know, show up for your team, show up for yourself. Yeah. yeah? And it's 1% further each day. If you can move forward 1%, and that goes to personal life and jiu-jitsu, and yeah. you're improving, that's the journey you're on, and that's brilliant. As long as you can get on there, it's 1%. And don't force yourself to be 50% better, 100% better, you know, yeah. take it at your pace. And I think jujitsu has learned and taught me to slow down and think yeah. about my journey and think about things like that. But it's also taught me the discipline to go, some days I don't want to get out of bed. And I'm sure everyone who's listening to this will relate and go, I don't want to yeah. get out of bed. There are days where I feel so low, but then I think about actually what the professor said, mm. show up for yourself, show up for your yeah. team. And just do 1%, 1%, you know, more than you did yesterday. Just get 1% better. And that's all anyone can ever ask of you. Yeah, and, absolutely. you know, I guess that was the indication that I started slowly being like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm being a bit more disciplined. I'm being a bit more, you know, structured in my life. I love that. Just that that kind of constant improvement. You know, my, my background's kind of in, you know, business and management and tech yeah. and all sorts of things. But it's about receiving that feedback um you know maybe it's just um some tips from the professor um you know why don't you try working on this or you realizing that you're not um you know achieving the chokes or you know there's something that's yeah. not quite right and then you having the awareness or you know being made aware and then you changing getting better and yeah. it's that um you know it's the social side of it that um, allows you to progress and where else in our lives do we do that Um, you know some of us obsessives um, when I used to deliver newspapers as a very young teenager I did used to time myself and every day I was a little bit quicker um, and I I felt like I was earning my money more efficiently by delivering papers quicker but but it's kind of having those things what measures do we have in other aspects of our lives that offer us that opportunity to constantly improve and that's you know jiu-jitsu is absolutely the the thing yeah a hundred percent it's that constant improvement and that constant journey i think it's not you don't just learn one thing and that's it if you learn thing but you tweak it you tweak it to how what your body can do you tweak it to different things and it's constant it's never okay brilliant sign that off you're done it's do it this way do it a little bit and everyone in our community can teach you something different about the same thing and that's what I love right that is what I love it's like knowledge constant oh effective for him but that's not effective for me but the other thing that you did is effective for me and it's just that constant learning and that you know and I think you know when you talk about feedback I'm going to touch on feedback a little bit Mm. I used to be terrible at taking feedback before I used to think it was a criticism of my life I used to be like oh my god I'm terrible you know, you can't give me the feedback. But when the professors sit and give you that feedback, they teach you, it's to help you to improve and to be, you know, to get better. And, you know, that's the one thing that's really stuck in my head. Jiu-Jitsu's really been like, actually, 
it's turned my view on how I view feedback in my life now, you know? It's it's really been like, you know, they'll sit and they'll tell me, do it this way because you're not quite getting it. In my old sort of view, I'd be like, no, you're Mm. telling me I'm rubbish. But no, you know, it's that level of improvement. We're here to help you and support you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when we receive feedback, you know, for me, my mind's gone back to my work life. You know, it always felt very personal. Oh, gosh. Um, But and it wasn't about the project, but actually it was about the project and it wasn't about you at all. But Mm -hmm. actually, you know, it's real growth hearing you say that because the feedback is actually about you. Um, It's just your being is the outer expression of your moves and positions. And you, it sounds like you come such a long way in taking that feedback because it's still you as a whole person, but it's for the improvement. So there's, it feels like a massive shift. Um, So it's personal, but it's still external to your being if you know what I mean yeah sounds a bit complicated yeah yeah. but I've I've shifted my mindset now with you sharing that that feedback is you know to be taken in but not to be you know to be accepted as well yeah to be accepted you know and to be accepted as a it's not personal I used to take everything I'm I'm hypersensitive I used to be really hypersensitive to, to stuff like that it's not personal it's about improvement and yeah. it's that constant, you know, there's no, and we talk about neurodiversity and social cues, right? And we talk about things like that. And feedback, I would read between the lines and be like, oh gosh, they don't like me, or this, yeah. or that. You can, or this. you can make up your own stories in yeah. your head and it's yeah. you're going off on one, aren't you? Yeah. But here, it's, mm. you wear a uniform, you step yeah. in the mat, you're equal. Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's nothing, there's nothing to it. You're equal. You're there, you're a team you're equal and and that that's what's beautiful about this this art and this 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 sport of jiu-jitsu absolutely this is a jiu-jitsu loop podcast and i'm lou temlet coming to you from the uk when you're ready to pick up some jiu-jitsu loop merch head over to jujitsulu.com forward slash shop today i'm having a chat with mackie about our jiu-jitsu family and previously neurodiversity so we'll come on to talk about our jiu-jitsu family and how important it is for us that maybe have some support network or maybe no support network in in our environments for sure i think you know when we talk about family i think about our personal family and i think how incredibly lucky I am to step foot on the mats with such wonderful people and people from all walks of life who have such different experiences who are there, you know, on the same journey as you, but also, you know, to improve themselves, to better themselves, whatever reason they step on those mats, you know, I'm here to, you know, I'm, I'm so supportive of that. But also when we talk about family, when it's, it's, it's a little things of just sitting after training. How are you? You know, haven't yeah. seen you in training in a couple of weeks. You know, the little things in life that, that make you realise they care. I think about our family, I think about how our schools are, and I'm so grateful to have, you know, in in a school, and for anyone who doesn't do jiu-jitsu or for anyone that does, you'll know there's a not a hierarchy, but there's a level, right, that you've got your professors, you've got your coaches, you've got your students. And to have, like, one figurehead, you know, or two figureheads that are staple, it sometimes brings stability to you that you might not get anywhere else, yeah. you know. You know you go to the school, you know they'll be there. 
and you know they'll teach you jiu-jitsu. That's stability. Simple stability, but still stability, right? Yeah. Your coaches, you know what coach is going to be coaching on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. You know that when you step through the doors, it'll be at the same time. You know what the routine is. You know, you get on the match, you know, you greet each other, you bow, you know, to, you know, to us. It's Carlos, you know, um, Gracie, you know, senior and junior, real pioneers of, of jiu-jitsu. And you bow to each other. And you know that in that time that everyone, every single person on that mat will look after you because yeah. it's your family, it's your community. I can tell you, Lou, and I know you'll attest to this. Some of them were like my big brothers, you know, my sisters, yeah. you know, my uncles. And, you know, my big brothers sometimes, yeah, they annoy me, you know, but it's family and I wouldn't yeah. have it any other way. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know about you. What What is your, you know, community like, you know, and family? Well, for me, um, it's, you know, it's me and my two young children. Um, We don't necessarily have a support network outside of jiu-jitsu. And for us starting, you know, it really has been an extended family. You know, my my daughter shares a birthday with Will. um, So they're birthday twins. So there's kind of connection there. Um, and, um, him and his girlfriend have just moved into a new house and we've kind of, you know, my daughter kind of did a lovely card. Um, so it just feels like there's kind of extension, you know, when people hurt themselves or they're injured, you know, you kind of reach out, um, and they reach out to you if there's anything wrong or, you you know, you don't show up one week they go, oh, you know, is is everything okay? Um, so it's really that two way communication and support that keeps us all kind of flowing and you know kind of in the mix when yeah. I spoke to Emily on my last episode she referenced um jiu-jitsu dads you know she's got two kind of father figures in in jiu-jitsu so it's you know identifying with you know kind of family members but within your you know within your jiu-jitsu school um yeah. I think I've just got lots of cousins to be honest <laughs> yeah I, I I yeah they I think I have lots of big brothers because they make sure I look look after me you know and I yeah. and you know I, I, it's really great too they reach out and I remember when I was in hospital I, ha- I was really quite ill with um, colitis and I just kept constantly getting messages and constant please pop in when you can it'll be so lovely to see you with no emphasis on get a gi on get on the mat just no. we just like to see yeah. you to know that you're okay and yeah. that for me was brilliant because it spurred me to go actually I really want to be on the mats again with with the, with, with my yeah. team or with my tribe with my family um and I remember walking in and I'll remember this for a very long time I remember walking in and there was a bunch of flowers and a card and some Ferrero Rocher on the front desk and I opened the card thinking you know we don't all see each other at training sometimes we're ships in the night right yeah but most of the school had signed that card for me wow and that, I think that was when I realized as well as everything else I was like Do you know what this is they care you know they all went around they all signed yeah. the card you know I was getting texts from people get well soon you know don't worry about anything you'll come back when you come back the mats will always be there but know that we're always here for you yeah and that when you you know and when I move here I only have my partner here when I walked through those doors, I never knew how much of a family that they would become to me. And then when I go to other schools as well, because obviously I travel, you know, when, when I have to travel for work and stuff, yeah. they kind of become your extended family, don't they? And yeah, um, and yeah I, can't, I can't stress the family aspect enough. You know, I have yeah. a jiu-jitsu dad. 
who always goes, oh, you know, you you know, you need to eat. You know, you, you're not eating properly. I get that every time I walk in. You know, oh, um, or have you, you know, have you got the right kit? You you all right? Constantly checking in. I have a jujitsu mum. I have a jujitsu older sister. We have one where we just can't stop terrorizing each other on the mat, and then we get told off by our jujitsu dad. So you know, it's very that dynamic. <laughs> I love that. I've, I actually. I do have a very good jiu-jitsu sister. Lots yeah. of jiu-jitsu sisters, actually. So and I don't, I don't have a sister. So yeah. I think that's, that's really quite special um, yeah. in terms of kind of, you know, growing our community and friendship. Yeah. One, of, one of the reasons why I put this podcast together was to encourage more women to consider stepping on the mats and joining us training jiu-jitsu you know we really can't underestimate the value that other women on the mat bring us mm. you know we might not shout about it we might not you know shout it from the rooftops and celebrate always but actually in our hearts I think we all feel quite deeply a, a, a kind of support for other women and I yeah. know kind of energetically it be, can be quite a difficult thing but actually there's some quiet appreciation for for other women I am with you there, Lee. And l- listen, lads, for everyone watching this, I love you, but I'm just going to talk about the women here. Don't get offended, please. Um, you know, when we when I start when we started where we started, there were only a few women on the mat. You know, you'd see every so often. And I remember being welcome when I walked in, and this wonderful blue belt, who, by the way, has the longest legs in the world, so I will never. She will try and get me every single time. Um, but um, she welcomed me you know and you know I only ever saw her and another another female and then we fast forward on right we've got a really active whatsapp group of girls who we we keep up with each other's travels we keep up with everything that's going on even if we haven't been training in a while we always check in with each other to let each other know we're still on the radar we're still alive we're still you know bopping about somewhere in the world yeah um and you know, we've, we've done socials and stuff, which has been brilliant because it's just been girls. And, you know, it's, there is the, the womanhood we have, right? I can't, that I, I, I haven't been able to replicate that anywhere else. Do you know what I mean? Because we all share a unique journey, right? You, you got to yeah. think we are in an arena next to men. You know, it's, it's a male, male-dominated sport, but really brilliant that more women are coming through. But we're all going through that journey together, going through about what that looks like for us personally and supporting each other through what may be difficult. And listen, ladies who are thinking about it, and I'm going to sound like a sales advert, right? Ladies who are thinking about it, you don't have to be fit because, you know, if you've seen me on the mat, I'm not asleep, I'm just gassed out, yeah? You don't have to be fit. You don't have to be an Olympic athlete. You don't have to be anything to start jiu-jitsu. And if community matters to you, and you think jujitsu is a place to find that, come and join us. And Absolutely. you know, I've I've been in places where I've been injured, you know, and sat on the sideline. I've been more part of the community than I have been on the mat. But no one judges you for that because yeah. you're part of the community, right? And I think, you know, I know I'll, I'll probably address this as well, that some women aren't comfortable training for the opposite sex. Doesn't matter. We'll we'll help you, we'll support you, you know. Yeah we will be at sessions and wherever you find yourself in a jiu-jitsu school, the woman will support you and be at sessions and be your training partner. No problem. And don't think you're a burden for that. You know, we all have our preferences. We all have reasons why we can't, but the way women rally together, let me tell you, it's something else. 
and and actually what comes to mind is you know as women it it's about learning to be braver to ask for what we want because we go well maybe I won't say anything but actually part of training jiu-jitsu is that we can feel more comfortable and say actually I'd like to train with another woman or I'd like to you know try these moves um and it's about empowering ourselves and just putting it out there and feeling yeah. really comfortable. And you spoke about kind of with your neurodiversity and mental health about masking. And I think one of the places that we can feel free and unmasked um, is the jiu-jitsu training mats. You know, mm-hmm. I I wear makeup every day. And one of the places that I don't, only usually on a Sunday morning, to be fair, because it's really early, I don't wear makeup. But I would never walk out of the apartment without wearing makeup. So for me, it's about feeling more comfortable in myself as well. Um, And that's a journey. You know, everyone can decide to do what they want, but it really is a place to be you and embody who you are if you've discovered or are on the journey to discovering who you are as well. Yeah. And I love the empowerment thing you brought out. You know, I won't name them, but I think you'll know who they are. I'm so incredibly proud, not like, you know, I'm proud of all of the ladies, but I'm so incredibly proud of the growth journey of one of the students that we train with in her ability to now put boundaries in place and know that she she is worthy of being able to ask for what she wants, Yeah, you know, and not be in the shadows and feel like, you know, she's a burden. And, you know, it is about, that's another thing, putting boundaries in place, being like, no, I'm not happy with the way you did that or you're hurting yeah. me, you know, because it's, look, it's a contact sport and people don't hurt you on purpose. They might hurt, but it's about even being able to voice that and go, look, yeah, some people couldn't do that. And I've watched them when I've been on the mat and now they're like, no, mm. sorry, I'm not comfortable training, you know, not because, of, you know, but this is my preference not to. They've been able to voice that and yeah. to know they haven't been able to do that before. Yeah. I'm so incredibly proud and it inspires me every day. Absolutely. It really is a place to kind of grow and learn and make those small shifts. You know, it's going back to that 1%, you know, maybe one week you're not comfortable, but you know, when you want someone to roll a bit lighter, try asking, you know, it might only be one person or you might just go, or you know, express something. But then when you, when you need something from your training partner, yeah. you can feel comfortable saying it. And and that yeah. comes with time. And that's that yeah. 1% shift, improvement, growth, yeah. empowerment throughout that whole journey. Yeah, um, exactly. Which, you know, uh, um, and that's what we're here for. Um, yeah. And I will say this about masking as well. Um, openly, I'd like to thank all the people that we train with, all the people that are training with us at the schools, because you have enabled me to realise that I don't need to mask with you, that I can be myself with you. And that has 100% boosted my confidence in myself. So I'm just going to say out here, thank you. And you guys all know who you are. Thank you for helping me live my authentic self. And thank you for being supportive of that and, and cheerleading for that. And I will continuously cheerlead for all of you, you know, and I just want to say that um, while I'm here, people have been incredible. Mackie, I have nothing more to say. You've beautifully summed up this podcast episode and your share and I kind of feel like we should you know embrace those words of empowerment and thanks and gratitude so thank you so much for being part of this show thank you Lou and uh, thank you everyone and you know 
keep listening. I hope that somewhere, be brave, walk into that school, open that door, because the journeys you will find behind that door, you will not know how it will change your life. And it might not. And, you know, I'm, I'm the first to say jiu-jitsu might not be for everyone. Give it a go. And um, it will change your life. And I hope it does in the way that it's changed mine. Fabulous. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I know you will have taken away some really key points from from Mackie Share. Do follow the show uh, on whichever platform you're listening on. And after that episode, it would be really great if you could drop a review. Thank you so much to Mackie and catch you next time. <laughs>